0: Hello and Welcome, I'm Al. And I'm Roddy. And you've joined us for... Stage Stage Door! Door. We've a fantastic hour for you here, talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the curtain, giving you the inside info of all that's going on nationally, locally and digitally. Snooping around backstage to bring you the news and the gossip. You can join us and take part in Name That Show, where we ask you to guess the musical from three brief clips of songs. Uh, Then there's our quick quiz, where it's my turn, to embarrass Roddy by asking him quiz questions. (laughs) I normally stand next to this man as pub quiz co-host so the tables have properly turned. Uh, Later in the show, don't miss Outer the Vault where we share the plot from a show that you might not have heard of. Then don't miss our Spotlight interview where I'm lucky enough to have talked to M. Williams. And that's all coming before midday here on Stage Door. Live across the Thames Valley, this is River Radio. Well... We're off. You don't like out at the vault, do you? You think this is very dubious. I just don't understand why it isn't the English words out of the vault. (laughs) I've written it T -T A, and he's not sure about it. Is it a bit 90s? No, I just assumed that it was a a, a Norwegian wrestler.
1: (laughs) Uta Uta the vault will wrestle today.
0: Yes, that sounds quite fun. Now, the more perceptive amongst you will have realised that Jo is away. She's on holiday. Ah. Um, She was at pains to stress. She's actually very busy running work. Workshops, and so we are in our gracious apartment in London. This is my friend, colleague, and flatmate, <laughs> Alice De uh, who is an Butchen. actor as well. Yeah, at Buchan, that's right. We trained together at drama school at the Bristol Old Vic, this and he's school for young ladies. <laughs> and he's very kindly agreed to step in as my co-host today. So, yes, we're here in our own studio flat. I've got a lot of soft furnishings decorating the wall table and kitchen table around us. Yes, it, it, it looks like we're sort of living in a sofa. Yeah. <laughs> yes, if you picture the inside of a sofa where all that money in the biro is, yep. uh, we're inside there. It's about all that money, actually, <laughs> if I can't find all that money. Because we haven't negotiated my fee for this yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's pro bono work. Speaking of how we make money, um, <laughs> ah. we are very passionate about talking about the fact that, you know, acting's not a full-time job. There are a lot of other things we have to do. The hustle, the grind. Yep. And um, we once. Relentless grind. One of the most remarkable things we did once to try and earn. Was it £20? We got £40 between us. You're right. It was £20 each. Was to give a speech for Deborah. Deborah's 40th? 50th? 50th. 50th. We'd not met Deborah. And her husband, who I'm going to call Marmaduke for the purposes of this story, gave us an A4 piece of paper, size 16 font, double spaced, with some facts about his wife of 30 years. Because he'd done her 40th. Um, birthday speech and felt that he had nothing else to add yes Uh, one of those facts was repeated and one of them was about him playing golf (laughs) (laughs) and we were asked to give a speech he loved it he wanged a cowbell and introduced us whilst we thought it was hilarious that two total strangers had walked into his house to give a speech about his wife she to be fair looked a little dubious about the whole process I think she hated it. Yeah, I think so. And then we handed out some canapes, drank a glass of wine, and then we went to an which Italian restaurant in Clifton Village. And, and spent our entire earnings. Spent our earnings on a pizza. I'd like to say that since 2010, when we did that, and now, the day jobs have got more glamorous <laughs> and better paid. But I'm not <laughs> convinced like more that they have. No, there are some extraordinary things we have to do. Yes, many of which can't be mentioned on a... Home Counties radio show. No, absolutely, quite right. Moving on, let's name that show. So, this is the part of our show, Stage Door, where you have to identify. The name of the show. So you might recognise the song. I do. Slightly tricky, you do. Uh, You might recognise the song, but you've got to name that show. So we're going to play three snippets throughout the course of the hour. I also know the show. You're a very clever man about your story. Yeah, yeah. I I should explain. (laughs) (laughs) I should explain that Al is uh, an encyclopedia of theatre. So there are very kind. There is next to nothing he doesn't know about shows. Usually, I come home excited that I found a piece of news to share on stage door. He knew about it three weeks ago, and there's something pivotal I've not mentioned. Uh, So no, he's very well informed. So of course you know it. But if you know it at home, uh, email in to Roddy at river.radio. That's Roddy R -O 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 O D double d y like noddy but with an r at river.radio and let us know what that show is i reckon we'll probably need to give it to them again don't you i think so now you know i enjoy a little sing song i find it quite difficult not to start singing that one it's so tantalising and tempting yeah, to just It does sort of lead launch in. you in, yeah. It, actually, it is a hugely fun one to sing as it's well. A great song. It's a yeah. We sang it as part of our theatre school showcase in the West End. We did at the Criterion Theatre, and I, I think actually we did we did it justice. I, I think, think so. as we, a as a graduating year. Uh, yes, I was going to say it's very important. We stress that collectively we, yeah, think it we wasn't nailed it, rather you and I doing a, We were doing a duet. duet. Uh, yes, our MD, JT, a lot of um, two-letter acronyms, uh, yeah, John I, Telfer, absolutely The, Arches, the Archers. The Archers, you may know him from The Archers, yes. Uh, other radio stations are available. Uh, but stay with River Radio, thanks very much. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yes, John Telfer is a brilliant MD, actor and MD, and uh, he did a wonderful arrangement. He did it. an excellent arrangement. It, anyway, yeah. no more of that, otherwise we might give it away. Uh, so if you know what that is, if you can name that show, then email roddy at river.radio. <laughs> I've never been more acutely aware of how rattly and creaky our kitchen table and chairs are until recording a radio show. Yes, it will surprise you, dear listener, to learn that two actors can't afford expensive and reliable furniture. (laughs) So this table, which cost us... £40 in... Everything costs £40. When you're an actor, everything's £40 quid. (laughs) Um, Some big theatre names have sat round this table. That is very true. Some stars of stage and screen have (laughs) sat round here, and they will again tonight. Yeah, Really? Yes, I've got... Oh, yes, you've uh, got friends coming over. Friends coming over. I'm going out. Um, Now, speaking of the evening times, we thought we'd talk about about the most enjoyable night out we've had at the theatre together. And by we, I mean you suggested that we talk about the most enjoyable night out we've had at the theatre by way of prying through our backstories and finding out a little bit about who we are. Yes. There have been things that we've really enjoyed. There have been things that we've come out of and gone, that's breathtaking. There have been things that we've come out of and gone, that was absolutely appalling, but my goodness have we had fun. And then there have been those nights, suddenly just remembering now, watching Death of a Salesman, the Marianne Elliott, which was beautiful. That ended in a sort of mad affair, leaping around London afterwards and then going to the Groucho and then the evening overtook the play. Yes, Irrespective of whether we've enjoyed the show, we are quite good at making sure we've had a, a nice evening. Well, we had oysters before that. Ah, yes. Then we had drinks with the stage manager and one of the stars. Yeah. Then we went back to uh, a director's <laughs> flat. Yes. Yeah. Good night. Um, so that was a good evening. I've left all of the names out yes, of that very for Yes, very good. Legal names reasons. have been redacted. <laughs> we enjoyed Hamilton, obviously. That was oh, yes, great. Yes, that was, Yeah, Partly because we were in a theatre with everyone wanting to be there and it had been newly refurbished. Yeah, 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 and Very much. We do love a new refurb. I we mean, do. we're booking to see Frozen for, partly. Partly to go and have a look at the, the, the Theatre Old Drury Lane. Yes, not The Lane. Oh, it's know. not called The Lane. Nobody I know calls it The Lane. Yes, they're very fond of this refurb. Affectionately known as The Lane. By by whom you? This yeah. is marketing chat. Yes, my flats, affectionately known as home. <laughs> I can't write that on an envelope. Home, I'm darling. Yes, it um, was, uh, was a National Theatre one, and a that was a National Theatre one, and and we Dolphin. went when everyone was well. But one night, one of the actors. Was ill, and the Dorfman—I don't know if you know this—doesn't have understudies. Uh, and well, hang on, so the National normally does. The National has understudies, but the Dorfman is too small oh. to have understudies. So that and the uh, and the Donmar and places like that, ten South play has ten knots to. So Rufus Norris stepped in, artistic director. Artistic director, and stepped, director? stepped in, and he No, he it? hadn't directed oh. it. He stepped in opposite Catherine Parkinson's, their husband. There's something rather lovely as almost a shepherd of the building that you've got that. It's proper old fashioned actor yeah, manager yeah. stuff. Don't isn't worry, it. I'll yeah. step on in. We saw an Islanthe at the EO. We enjoyed that. We love that a lot, and we're looking forward to HMS Pinafore, um, which is the same director. Ah, now, who, what's his name? Cal McChrystal. Cal McChrystal, who I first became aware of when we watched 2. Paddington, Paddington 2. 2. Um, he is a comedy consultant. He's an actor turned uh, comedy consultant and I think and he director. has one line, doesn't he, in Paddington 2, <laughs> where is he... He's the MP. He's the MP for... So he pop- He suddenly pops up out of the At side... the prison. Yes, yeah. in the prison when um, the Browns have gone to see Paddington and they're meeting all of Paddington's friends. Yeah. Um, and they all stick their heads into that box. It's a beautifully framed shot, probably partly designed <laughs> by David Crystal Campbell, for comedy yeah. value. And he pops up and goes, can I count on you for my vote? Can I count on you for my vote? It made us laugh so hard we looked him up, only to discover that he was barely credited... Because he was largely speaking the comedy director. It's a great job that. Yeah, and he's done it on on a lot of stage stuff as well. You'll see you'll see something that's that's got a big kind of particularly physical comedy element. Yes. And Cal Crystal would have been listed. Yeah, very good. We'd enjoy that job. Yeah. Well he drove an actual train onto the stage of the ENO for when the train of lords arrived. Very they funny. They were on board an actual train. An actual train. Big yeah. visions, funny jokes. Yeah. Downstate? Well, that's the wonderful Bruce Norris, that who we've great. liked for a long while. Yes. Yeah, And uh that was dark, which everything he does is. Yes, oh, but um, so good. Downstate? Very, very funny, usually, his stuff, with a kind of, like, twist on it. I don't know if that's on NT at Home. Be worth checking it if you have not see it. isn't yet. Ah, there we go. Although see they see announced- what I mean? He knows all of these things. <laughs> they have announced today that Hansard <laughs> is going on to NT at Home. Oh, is it? I didn't see that. Alex uh, Jennings. You'll really enjoy it. Yeah, political drama. It's Alex Jennings and Lindsay Duncan yeah. tearing strips off each other. Very funny. He's a Conservative MP. She does not approve. I've read some script quoted in a review and thought it was it's- so funny. I'm desperately going to go and see that. What would you say is probably the best? What's the most enjoyable night out we've had at the theatre together? I think the one that, I mean we've seen some extraordinary things and of course we've seen lots of stuff with, with friends in it so you go along and you're like, oh that was wonderful because Ellie was being so marvellous. Yes. I think being at the the courtyard in Stratford and watching a preview of Matilda. Oh yes. Both of us being aware very early on that this was something that was pretty special it had, actually. Yeah, yeah. You knew you were right at the start of something, the cusp of a big event. Yeah. That was very, very extraordinary. I remember we we shifted seats at the interval because there were two empty ones. And I knew someone at the box office. Yeah, at row C of the stalls. We upgraded to super seats, which were worth something like £180. Which meant that the swings... Yes. As in the actual During things, When I Grow Up. When I Grow Up were flying over us in that space. This was yeah. the RSC's temporary theatre that they built as a model, as a practice theatre for the RSC. new RSC. Although I think they've kept it. But yes, they? that was very much the plan all along, I think. It's built on a car park. because Do you remember the desks um, were only the height of... The stage, the yes, thrust stage. Because they couldn't They were touching the tarmac of the car park <laughs> that the was sitting on. Yes, that was very good. That was very good. Right, well, coming up later on, we've got out of the vault. There's a link, of course, between Matilda and the Out of the Vault show. Uh-huh. More than one, yes, yeah. very good. And I wonder whether or not we could tease people with what might yeah. be coming out of the vault. <laughs> Uh, right, let's lift the curtain. Uh, Ali's tiptoeing around our kitchen like a dressage pony. <laughs> Now, this is the part of the show where we rifle through the listings, see what's coming up, what's hot, what's not. Now, you mentioned to me that the Watermill's just announced its summer season, so just down the road in the Thames Valley. Uh, Autumn season, uh, if I may correct you. Oh, thank you. Um, Please do. Oh, God, what's happened to summer? (laughs) (laughs) There it went. Um, They're back in person. Nice. Um, And so there's a couple of things coming up, including the Lone Flyer. Yes, which our friend... Well, our friends, plural, uh, Hannah Edwards and Ben Salter are in. I'm very excited to see that because I missed it when it was in London. It yes, so did I. I think it started at the Watermill, then went to German Street because its run was curtailed in. Yeah. Yes, and they had a very fast turnaround to get it back on stage. Something like, was it two days rehearsal yeah. to get it Absurd. back? Absurd, yeah. Incredible. So, yeah, I'm very excited to see that. We like the Watermill. I'm a big fan of you the Watermill. You were there. I did, I did. Gave my Ernst Gombrich. Ah, yes, in a short history of the world. A uh, little history of the world, little yes. Very, world. very well remembered, though. Uh, <laughs> i got uh, some yeah, of the words right. great critical acclaim. <laughs> other things. Uh, now, there's been a bit of beef about the 9 to 5 casting. Yes. Uh, rightfully so. Yes, I mean, this has followed a couple of other shows which have a less than ideal percentage of performers of colour. Yes. Um, and 9 to 5 for come under fire for doing what a couple of other shows have done, which is announce everything with black and white headshots. Hang on, is that just simply to try and hide? Well, I, I mean, look, when we graduated, everything was black and white yes. headshots, but that has... Very firmly gone in the bin. Yeah, they're all colour now, but if you... Of course, it's much harder to tell skin tone if oh, everything's in black and white. That's a very snide way of covering up your casting. Yeah. Balls up, isn't it? And so we've 9 to 5 got a largely white cast. Yes. That needs fixing. Um, They've got the... into trouble for that as well before 9 to 5. Oh, really? Yeah, with the actor Jacob Maynard. His, I think it was his script when he arrived on the first day of rehearsals, this is when it was at the Savoy, uh, had his name, Jacob Maynard, and his character bame dancer that's outrageous one it shows that it's the singular yeah like we're ju- you you're really here just to fulfill that singular role but also the fact that it's written on there using that acronym that really is going out of currency yeah as an appropriate way to d- because it's t- it's t- enormously broad i mean it covers several continents um and therefore is offensive right so ninety-five need to <laughs> buck their ideas up carousels open Yes, actually, I think the reviews came out this morning, which I haven't had a chance to read, but um, the buzz is very good. Yeah, Regent's Park is beautiful as well. I think it'll be a fun one. Who doesn't want to hear You'll Never Walk Alone soaring into the sky from... Absolutely. Now, there's something that we want to go and see. Yeah, Oleana. Now, where's that? Arts Theatre. Nice. I like the arts. Um, with Rosie Sheehy and uh, Jonathan Slinger. Great. Uh, who's like marvellous. Um, so is she, I'm sure. Uh, Yes, I saw a lot of things with Jonathan Slinger in it at the RSC when I was a kid. Well, ten years ago. But um, in Richard III, he made you laugh with him so you were then... Complicit yeah. in his malevolence, it was so clever. And then he was in urine town with you in the West End. He was. I was his understudy. Very healthy man, Slinger. Very healthy. <laughs> um, and Not we shared a dressing room on. and laughed a lot. And yeah. uh, so I'm. I'm looking forward to that. Well, our friend's been to see it and highly rated it. Highly rated it. I mean, it's a, it's a really interesting thing to revive now when we're talking yeah. about kind of like sexual politics and consent and also this idea of you know if someone's in a position of power. Yeah. Uh, and it's a female director. I don't know if that's. The first time in its professional history that it's had a female director, but it is, it's Lucy Bailey directing at this time. Oh, ah, it's really like her. Why have I written ATG? Oh, uh, because they sent me an email. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Shall I bring it up for yeah, you? Yeah, let's have a look at yeah. the email. Here we are. They sent an email by mistake. They did announcing the tour of Dirty Dancing, which I've not read about, uh, and also a production of Bram Stoker's Gothic horror classic Dracula. Now, this is what's extraordinary about this email is it's got a whole load of placeholder <laughs> images, as in it says placeholder image. It's just a white box with the words in the middle. I also really enjoy that the subject is get ready to have the time of your life. (laughs) Bram Stoker's gothic horror classic Dracula is back on stage. (laughs) I've had the the time of of my my life. Jerusalem. Jerusalem's back. That is extraordinary. You told me this last night. With whom? Why? Where is it? Uh, They've not announced where it is. My guess... If you want, me to be geeky. Oh, yeah. Uh, My guess is it'll go to the Apollo, which is where it was last time. Um, Jamie, everybody's talking about Jamie, is taking a hiatus in the West End. Is Yeah, it's closing. I can't remember exactly when. And they say it will come back, which is an unusual thing to do because they've not announced that it's moving to another space. But I suspect that the Apollo then being empty would be to put Jerusalem in. Interesting. Now, I saw Jerusalem at the Royal Court leaning around the side of a pillar. Absolutely extraordinary play. And And performance. It's one we probably need to take out the vault at some stage, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and Mark Rylance, is he in it again? He's returning. He and Mackenzie Crook are coming back. Um... I mean, Mark Rylance's star has certainly always been ascendant theatrically, but now he's got profile from films. That's a big name to put back on stage. It's a huge name, and, and, and he's so famous for that. Heart. I'm talking to a friend of mine who's like, because Jerusalem must have been 10, 11 years ago, uh, and that thing he did where he drank from the trough in a handstand. Yes. They were like, is he still gonna do that? I mean, human yeah. bodies get... I reckon he will. That's a bit like Hugh Jackman saying every time he plays Wolverine it gets a little harder and now he's in his 50s. But yeah, I reckon he will. It's a it's an epic piece about old school country mythology. Yeah, I and mean it's wonderful, sells isn't it? it short. Yeah, it's a it's 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 about place and uh, uh, tradition and England. Well, let's take a breather, listen to some music and then we'll come back for some more on Stage Door.
1: some pain oh why do we refuse to hang a light when the streets are dangerous why does it take an accident before the truth gets through to us cages or wings which do you prefer Ask the birds Fear or love, baby Don't say the answer Actions speak louder than words Why should we try to be our best When we can just get by and still gain Why do we nod our heads? Although we know the boss is wrong as rain Why should we blaze a trail When the well-worn path seems safe and in? Someone take us and fly If we don't wake up and shake up the nation We'll eat the dust of the world sleep alone at night, why do we follow leaders who never leave, why does it take catastrophe to start a revolution if we're so free, tell Tell me me why. why, someone tell me why.
0: Well, that was Louder Than Words from Tick, Tick, Boom, with Mm. some extraordinary lyrics in it that we enjoy. Yeah. Cages or wings, which do you prefer? Ask the birds. (laughs) It's not biologically possible on about four levels. It's not your only two options if you're a bird. No, 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 no. Anyway, uh, that was Tick, Tick, Boom. This is River Radio. Uh, You can listen on our website, river.radio. You can listen on our mobile app for Apple and Android. Just search for River Radio Live. You can even tell Alexa to play River Radio Live. And don't forget, coming up later, we have an interview with M. Williams. But now it's time (laughs) for our pick of the week. So this is the Stage Door programme. Al's our guest host this week and you've got the Our pick. Yes, I'm very excited. Coming up uh, later this year is East is East uh, at the National and it's a co-pro with Birmingham Rep. Uh, so it's going to be playing at both. It's 25 years actually since it was first written. But it's it's a it's a lovely complicated play it's being directed by Iqbal Khan, and I think it's opening the Littleton, as I remember. I think it's the first thing that's going in there at full capacity. Oh, wow. And is going to be a really exciting, funny, and kind of touching story. I've it's never seen it. What's it Based about? on a true story. was a Pakistani family with an English mother. Oh, right. And it's the struggle between tradition, and it's based on his growing up on Ayub Khan Din's actual experiences growing up. I saw it with Jane Horrocks a couple of years ago. Where was that? That was at the Trafalgar Studios. Ah. But, yeah, it's a sort of... It's a clash of cultures and a clash of time and a clash of what's most important. Yeah. But it's also, in places, extremely funny. Oh, good. We like a laugh. Yeah. Yes, in fact, it's one of the first questions I ask when going to watch a show, particularly if a friend's in it, is, is it funny? Are because there what, jokes? What I don't want to do is laugh very loudly in the opening scene, only to find out I'm in a three-act tragedy and I've ruined the atmosphere. Again. Yes. <laughs> 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 so when is East is East on, please? Is it October? It is. Is it on sale yet? Yes, I think it is. Yes, it must be on sale. Look, it's on the website. <laughs> uh, it's got to be on sale. Look, dates and select tickets. Ah, very good. Uh, so 7th to the 30th, Littleton. Yes, good. So that's on sale. That's going to be very exciting. Right, let's jump back into Name That Show.
2: Name That
1: Show.
0: Oh, it's so uplifting. I know. I do love songs that have got lots of different components, different flavours. You sections. love a crunch. Yeah, great fun. So, we need you to name that show. If people can name that show, Al, what should they do? They should turn up to our house in person <laughs> and yell through the window. No, they should email you. Roddy at river.radio. Lovely, because I very right. nearly just announced your you personal were about to email address. Out my own email. Yeah. Yeah. Let's listen to that again then. Can you name that show? <laughs> And now it's time for our quick quiz. I really enjoy dancing to all of these drinks. <laughs> You're uh, having a lovely time yeah, sashaying around yeah, our kitchen. For those of you who know my work... Uh, know that I'm not a dancer, <laughs> but uh, the my, high kicks are quite extraordinary. Yeah, Knocked over all the spices. Is mostly sitting down. <laughs> I love a good sit. Now Al is going to guest host in the quiz chair this week in Joe's absence. I'm going to once again expose my ignorance. We've hosted quizzes before. He's going to written quizzes. We've for written quite years. a lot of quizzes. Yeah. Hundreds, thousands of thousands of, questions, of questions. And we are of course available for hosting. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm excited to hear five questions on theatre. If you know the answers, by the way, please help me out, Roddy, at River.Radio, because I'm not going to know all of them. No, no, no. Uh, so the first question, who is the murderer in The Mousetrap? <laughs> 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 you knew I was going to do that. No. No, no, I'm not asking that. Yeah, I mean, I do know the answer, things. but yeah. well, we probably can't spoil it for it, uh, the good burgers of the Thames Valley. The Mousetrap is originally the name of a play within a play, ah. in which... Shakespeare play Ooh, I know that one Good, I've got one point so far That means I'm not going to totally embarrass myself I'm not going to get a UK at the Eurovision style Null point Yes. Question two What links Hamlet's dad in Hamlet An Ibsen play about syphilis And the light left on in a theatre When everyone has gone home Oh nice, that's a good question I think I know the answer but Stay tuned Um, the comedian Joseph Grimaldi might kick you in the back of the legs a smell of lavender from pantomime dame Dan Lino could assault your nostrils or the man in grey may spook you as he stalks the upper circle wearing a tricorn hat these are just some of the ghosts that haunt which London theatre Ooh, I don't know I could have a guess which is what's going to happen but I don't know Uh, I've also just realized that I've I give away the answer to all of these in the subsequent ones. Yes, I have clocked that. Yeah, It's enjoyable once you get it for the first time. I like the way you're threading yeah. them through, yeah. In 1984, who played Peggy Sawyer in 42nd Street at the same theatre before she went on to Hollywood to win Oscars and marry Spartacus' son? Crikey. Don't know. And finally, the same actress won an Oscar for her portrayal of Velma Kelly in Chicago on screen who was the show's original director and choreographer when it opened in 1975? Ooh. You do know that. I think that. I probably do. I can give that one a good guess. Very good. Right. Whilst I don't Google the answers, because that's cheating and cheating Absolutely. is frowned on, yeah. uh, but whilst I wait for people to help me out by emailing roddy at river.radio, we'll listen to this. Sugar.
3: Sugar. Sugar. Butter. Sugar. Butter. Sugar. Butter, flour, sugar, butter, flour, sugar, butter, flour, sugar, butter, flour, sugar. Butter, flour
1: sugar. My hands pluck the things I know that I'll need. I take the sugar and butter from the pantry. I add the flour to begin what I am hoping to start. And then it's down with the recipe and bake from the heart. Sugar.
4: Oh wow.
0: Okay, time's up you've had your chips it's time for the answers <laughs> uh, the answers are the first one The Mousetrap is a play within a play in Hamlet yes Hamlet I knew that one partly helped of course recently from watching it at the Theatre Royal Windsor mm. uh, which uh, you've seen twice I have seen twice I used to usher at the Theatre Royal Windsor when I was 14 oh. uh, what links Hamlet's dad an Ibsen play about syphilis and the light left on in the theatre ghosts is it's correct ghost light Ibsen wrote Ghosts and whatever the other oh it's a ghost Hamlet's Down's a ghost Uh, The Most Haunted Theatre in London I'm going to go Theatre All Drury Lane is correct The Lane as I like to call it The (laughs) Lane yeah Uh, Who played Peggy Sawyer in 42nd Street Uh, don't know Barbara Windsor Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, yeah, I, well, I knew that in the yeah. film. I didn't know she did it on stage. Uh, well, no, this is 42nd Street. Oh. Um, uh, I think the film of 42nd Street predates her birth. <laughs> <laughs> i um, got confused. She did win an Oscar for Velma Kelly in Chicago oh. and the show's original director and choreographer. Bob Fosse? Is correct. Yeah, There you are, you I see. I got four out of five. That's not too bad. Right, it's time you got, for us to... Oh, yes. Time yeah. for us to hack our way through into the vault. Uh... See what we've got here. Oh, quick. um, Yeah, hustle in with me. We're just in the little airlock. Oh, I see. Oh, I thought I was doing something wrong. Okay, yeah, here we are. Looking at me. We're doing audio acting. Look, we're we're just rattling through the cabinet. Yeah. Oh, would you pass me that file? Uh, Just, oh, yeah. A bit of Foley. (laughs) Uh, Foley, by the way, is the name for sound effects in films. There we go. He's blowing the dust off it. Very good. So, um, we've got G. We've got G. Now, what is G for? G Roddy, uh, G Roddy uh, is for (laughs) Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, both a film and, of course, a musical. Now, the connection with Matilda? Uh, Well, they're both written by uh, Tim Minchin. Uh, yes. They were both directed by Matthew Warchus, and I believe that is the connection. Very good. Um, yes, we enjoyed that at London's Old Vic Theatre. It very played a small so. stint in Broadway. I did play a stint on Broadway, yeah, yeah. And we really enjoyed it. I'm surprised it's not come back. They were very keen for it to come back, and maybe it will. Still, uh, there was that sort of traditional pre-pandemic fight for theatres. Mm. Yeah. Now, we played a little bit of uh, Sonny and Cher earlier as a little teaser yeah, for Groundhog yeah. Day coming out of the vault because, as you reminded me yesterday, it's the tune he wakes up to on the alarm every day. In, it? Uh, Bill Murray in the film, that's the tune he wakes up to every morning. So if anyone's never seen Groundhog Day, could you talk us through the premise? Weatherman Phil Connors uh, is sent to uh, Punxsutawney Gosh, your recall for names is (laughs) extraordinary. To cover the annual Groundhog Festival in which uh, a groundhog, or for those of us in England, um, small rodent, (laughs) uh, comes out of a hole. And if he sees his own shadow, then there'll be another six weeks of winter. It's a sort of hokum cute festival. And Phil Connors, who's not a very nice man, Mm. suddenly finds that every morning he wakes up, it is the same day over and over again. I haven't thought of this before. It's got a slight flavour of Christmas Carol in that, in that it's a sort of a supernatural force that's trying to force a redemption. Yeah, redemptive. Yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about that either. Yeah. Um, and he has to do the same day. Now, you watch the film and you assume that he's there for three weeks or something before he learns to be a better person. I have heard that uh, the original writer thinks that he's there for about 80 years before, 80 yeah, years about 80 years before he whoa because you get a sense in some of the montages that time is passing but yeah. 80 years is an awful long time and then it was made into a musical yes it was it was Tim Minchin's much awaited sort of return to the stage after Matilda because he was basically given free reign wasn't he like pick a sh- what pick would you a, yeah. like to make and it's uh, it's tremendously clever it's very witty. I think it's very beautiful and quite moving. I was a huge fan of it. I really liked it. I wanted to see it again because a little bit like your brother's musical The Season, which was beautifully written, I was so aware that the lyrics and the music had so much texture to them that you can't put, well, certainly a pleb like me hasn't got a chance of letting it all sink in on a single yeah. watch. Uh, fortunately, um, the season probably will have another life Good, uh, that I can't legally talk about. <laughs> um, but and, and hopefully Groundhog Day will as well. And the cast recording the broadway cast recording certainly merits listening to good what are we going to listen to today we're going to listen to the sound of baboons screaming we're <laughs> not uh, we're going to listen to the s- the number that tim minchin performed uh, at the south bank awards and sort of the number that they used to say which is called seeing you
2: drove out of town took a right onto a northbound highway Was it really only yesterday? If I had known what now I know Maybe I would have taken a moment Maybe looked over my shoulder Maybe shed a tear now I'm here A storm blew in overwhelmed me sometime later. a lifetime seeking signs reading lines trying to forecast the future always staying a day ahead well that was the idea but I'm here I thought I'd seen it all but sure but now i I swear that I knew First time.
0: Beautiful song there, sung by Andy Carl, who was announced today is going to be in the Jersey Boys film uh, alongside Nick Jonas. How do you know these things? Because I have a brain that is filled with useless knowledge. Um, I can't tie my shoelaces or tell my left from my right. Um, here you are, <laughs> you're listening to River Radio, online at river.radio, on Apple, Android and Alexa. Uh, you can listen again on our website, uh, we're a podcast on Apple Spotify now, and we're going to be coming soon to Dab. Dab. <coughs> (coughs) digital radio. Yes, you're listening to Stage Door. Stage Door's gone on tour. Uh, We're coming live from our kitchen where the fridge is buzzing nicely. Still to come, find out if you've correctly managed to name that show. Uh, But now, to our Spotlight interview. Well, I'm delighted to welcome M. Williams onto Stage Door now. Hello! Hello! How nice to have you. It's a huge privilege to chat to you. Now, you're an incredibly versatile performer that I first met doing a Sherlock immersive show. Can you remember <laughs> that? Tell us a bit about where that was and what it was all about.
4: Well, one of my many part-time jobs used to be at the London attraction Madame Swords, <laughs> um, where... Uh, The downstairs basement area that people loved and knew as the uh, Chamber of Horrors got converted into a Sherlock experience. There was rooms where we all dressed up as characters and people wandered around solving some mysteries. How long was the experience? How long were people there? (laughs) I remember it being seven and a half minutes long.
0: Oh, how was was that intense repetition?
4: Oh, you know, Roddy. I mean, you know very well how in, how delightful and how much of a lovely challenge for an actor uh, a seven and a half minute experience can be. That wow. sounds a bit rude, doesn't it? Um- <laughs> 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 but yeah, it was a lot of fun. The, the set was incredible. Yeah, it
0: did look amazing. I mean, there was the moors, there was a graveyard, there was Baker Street, there was an a actual cobbled street,
4: <laughs> like like you could feel. Yeah that was a amazing. Train. Insane.
0: Yeah, train. I remember standing by the lift and seeing you. You were just coming off your shift. I was just going on to mine, <laughs> both dressed in Victorian garb. But <laughs> it was one of those things where you just make friends because you're all working in the same building. But I never got to ask things like, how did you get into performing?
4: Um, so I'm from Northampton and I'm just going to do a little o- audio description of myself. I'm a non-binary human. Uh, I am mixed race Jamaican Irish heritage. Um, currently, I have some lockdown bleach locks uh
0: (laughs) loving them i was gonna say this is new great thank
4: you yeah uh with my with my black hair coming out underneath and a little like kind of buzz cut and i have a septum piercing and i am a brown individual Queer and trans and proud.
0: This is great. I mean, this is somebody who knows that we're on the radio. You've nailed it. I've never I've never got anyone to do an audio description of themselves before. I think this should be a new staple.
4: Well, do you know what it is? It's actually working in theatre. And the more that I've worked in theatre and the realising that my practices are just, they're quite ableist, you know. And I, I've produced a new writing night for a while. And I think over lockdown, especially in the queer scene, in the queer community, the amount of access thoughts that go into a tiny cabaret show with no money compared to something that is fully thundered in a big old theatre, like baffles me, baffles me. I go into queer venues. I went to Trans Pride the other week and they had a BSL interpreter, you know?
3: Wow. I I could
4: reel off a couple of shows that, you know, have a BSL interpreter, really. It's the last thought about things. So disability practice and awareness has really become a massive part of everything I do now. So that's where the ADs come from, from a great company called Quiplash, run by Amelia and Al, um, who trained me a bit. So that's oh, that Because wow. that's that's
0: I've noticed you do that on Facebook. You um, give the alt text, like the, if yeah. there's any text embedded in an image, you're very good at saying this is what the text is in case somebody's using a text-to-speech reader.
4: I'm glad that you say I'm very good. I think I'm terrible at it, uh, but I do it when <laughs> I can. I'm terrible for sharing straight away and being like, oh, yeah. I think it's one of those things. It's just if it's not something you've grown up with and something that you've been around, the inclusivity, especially of the queer community, has just gone, oh, right, yeah, what can I do to be a better person? And in my own projects, I'm not going to start or do any of my own work any different way. But back to your other question, (laughs) going around the houses. (laughs) I uh, was one of those kids that nothing really stuck, my parents needed to get me out of the house because they had extra, extra jobs to try and, you know, keeping the float. And I went to youth theatre. My mum took me on the wrong day, like kind of like, "Uh, can you just let them in? Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I was surrounded by all these adults, you know, big people. Uh, but it just made me go, oh, I can pretend to be someone else. And that's really helpful as a teenager, 12 to 13,
3: yeah. when you're
4: in the closet, not realising who you are. Yeah. And I just, I, I flourished. It was a subsidised place because I don't think we could afford the full price at the time as well. Everything from that moment kind of made sense. I loved creating and being in this like group team effort of making this fictional world to make people entertained and take them away from reality for a little bit, basically.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. And you've done a lot a lot of aerial work a lot of sort of acrobatic physical stuff is that something that was part of that was that one of those things that they did on monday nights or did you get into it as a tot or is it a byproduct of the way you keep fit is it just because you're interested in it
4: <laughs> i actually got into i got a scholarship for that with a company called upswing and a company called scarabaeus uh, a friend of mine did it it was training part-time two and three nights a week and at that point i had six zero hour contract works to try and live in london Crikey. So I was every night of the week I was doing something else. And sometimes I would run from one work to be able to go and train for three hours and then come out of it. There's Insane. no way I would have been
0: able to afford it otherwise, to be honest. That's proper grafting. Wow. Wow. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I look back on these things sometimes. I'm like, how did I find the energy, especially post pandemic? I'm like,
0: (laughs) now they say never work with children or animals, but I see you've got (laughs) dinosaurs on your CV,
4: (laughs) which is obviously the natural combination of the two. Um, (laughs) yes, Dinosaur World Live that was a wonderful show, amazing puppets, Max Humphrey's puppets, as you know, who are also the puppets for Alice. my friend Charlie told me about Charlie I did an unpaid job with when I was doing my final year of uni, and she taught herself to make puppets through books. It was a completely unpaid gig, but they rang and were like, basically, if there's any opportunities of profit share in future, we'll, you know, the, and they were really like, it was really a, a show from the heart. Everything was. Voluntary and recycled. It was a version of Princess Mononoke in the Studio Ghibli film,
3: oh, and they wow. managed
4: to get rights from Studio Ghibli themselves, and then managed to take that show to Japan. So this unpaid chance of a gig ended up being like the absolute like life changer. Work. But that like Charlie, the puppet maker who works with Max, Ran me one day and said, "There's a show that I'm helping make puppets on. It would be amazing if you auditioned for it." So she got me the audition. So again, it's kind of those connections you make from taking chances and taking bits of risks on going to a random audition. Leamington Spa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's where I'm from. Hey! Amazing. I saw the trailer. I remember seeing you in High Viz running around <laughs> Regents Park, which is a gorgeous space.
4: Regents is beautiful. I'll go back there in a heartbeat. I just did, I've just finished. In fact, I came back yesterday from doing another open air show. And I was remembering, like, oh, yes, <laughs> doing open air shows come with their own challenges. For some <laughs> reason, we love open air theatre in the UK, but we haven't learned about our weather, have we? Um, no.
0: <laughs> No, there's no wet weather alternative. There's no big tent to do it inside.
4: Not really for a year. I think it was about a nine foot Tyrannosaurus Rex in that show. Um...
0: (laughs) Now, your CV is absolutely gleaming with lovely credits. I saw that you did Birmingham Rep and Rose Kingston's Captain Corelli's Mandolin as Sipsina, which I know is a character that climbs walls. Now, (laughs) did you climb the walls to steal eggs and all that?
4: I climbed everything I could as that <laughs> character. Oh, my Lord. So, Sipsena is a pine marten, which have recently yeah. been reintroduced back into the UK wildlife, by the way, uh, which is a kind of cross, in case you don't know, <laughs> in case some people aren't aware of what pine martens are, uh, it's kind of a cross between a ferret and a stoat, but they are, or, and a squirrel, because they're tree yeah. dwellers, they're high tree-top dwellers. Uh, and they are beautiful, and I got really obsessed, and I found, follow a lot of Instagram accounts now. Um, <laughs> Still just got them, really yeah. happy. So basically, immediately I was like, well, if they're tree truck builders, I'm, I'm going to have to hang and bend and run around. And, um, and we found these ladders, um... None of them were, you know, obviously fit for purpose. They were just ladders. Uh, Thankfully, I managed to convince people to put some (laughs) reinforcement in them. But yeah, I would do, you know, flips and stuff off these ladders, climb everything I could, climb people. Um, (laughs) It was a lot of
0: fun. Brilliant. I was thinking, is that the kind of thing where you're given quite a lot of free range by a director who's just absolutely marvelling at what you're inventing? Or is it something that there's a specific movement person on to help create that language?
4: There was a movement director, but that was more for more the army scenes and some of death scenes. I was given pretty much free reign to create Subsina. I remember that audition and I remember it's one of those auditions that you come out of going like, I've learned so much from that process, from working with Melly still in that room, that if I don't get it, I've still got something. I still right. come out feeling like I have achieved and feeling good about myself. And I, I'm, way I'm friends at with Melly yeah. now. I have speak to her quite a lot about different things and she's supported me on some of my own projects. I have so much love for the woman. Uh, I think she's phenomenal. Oh. She works so hard as women often do in this industry, <laughs> you know. It's amazing. And the free reign that she gave me and also complete confidence to try something. And if something needed changing, the way that she addressed it never felt like a criticism. It always felt like a collaboration. She's an incredible person.
0: A dream room to have. And I, I know you worked with her again on My Brilliant Friend at The National. Yeah. What's the Olivier like?
4: <laughs> Do you know what's funny? Ten years before I did that, I was on the Olivier stage <gasps> with the youth theatre I was talking about because we got selected through the Connections Festival yeah. to perform on the Olivier. Absolutely bonkers. It was magic. And I remember when I got that part being like, well, that was the time I was supposed to go back to the Olivier because it was exactly ten years. Yeah. In my first week of rehearsal, I stepped off the revolve and rolled my ankle. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but I, I've learned, I, I learned so much and I understudied six Characters Crikey. male and female, which as a non-binary humour, makes me very happy. And <laughs> seeing the, the amount of work the casting team is doing in that space, like Alistair Coomer is such a legend, and we've talked a lot extensively about inclusive practice in that building. Yeah, it's it was it was magic.
0: I was gonna say, as a non-binary performer, do you think people acknowledging that and um, giving you space and respecting your pronoun choice has that got better from like agents casting rehearsal rooms?
4: Right now it is getting better, yes. It's also spotlight. Didn't have any options for anyone other than male or female uh, until October 2020. Crazy. I can't get a DBS as a non-binary person. I can't get a passport. I can't get a driving license as a non-binary person. I have to misgender myself every day. You know, my bank accounts aren't in the right name. It's an ongoing battle and it's tiring. Yeah. And again, like I was talking about access earlier, and you don't think about it until you start connecting with people who have that lived experience. And then you go, oh, yeah, of course, I want to make their lives easier and better. Yeah, of course, yeah. I want it to be welcoming for them and to make space for them. So
0: you then went to play Puck, in Dream for the RSC, <laughs> yeah. which is an incredible part. And also like ideal casting, it's a sprite.
4: <laughs> you know, that was really conscious casting of them because I don't, for me, colorblind and genderblind casting can you know, have its problems sometimes, to be honest, yeah. because it's kind of not seeing you for who you are as a human being and what you yeah. can bring to the role. And I love, I love playing weirdos and sprites and I am a weirdo. Do you know what I mean? That's seeing, seeing me as I am, I am, you know, a Um, (laughs) queerdo. I remember I got, I was in the bath when I got that call. Great. (laughs) Good setting. uh, (laughs) The director, Robin McNicholas, is an absolute delight. The movement director, Sarah Perry, Pippa, uh, just everyone was so open. It was brilliant. Was that live mocap? yes (laughs) yes
0: <laughs> how did that work i
4: mean i think there's a reason why people don't do it um <laughs> no it <laughs> ambitious was, it was magic you know i got to be a pioneer of something that people haven't been able to do it's done by the same people it was the unreal engine could you like fortnite and skyrim oh wow <laughs> really top, top high level gaming stuff yeah, yeah. but also we had this incredible thing called gesturement Which basically made us into like a human theremin. They recorded in the Ali Pali Theatre all of this beautiful music and then they correlated to our movements. Wow. Yeah, between our hip and our hand in the motion capture calibration we could literally make our own soundtracks with different instruments oh fun it was so baffling I have no idea how like you know when something's just so far behind <laughs> your comprehension that you're just like oh, I, yeah. I, I, I mean I'm loving this and how
0: did you interact with the audience
4: so audience from their screens could throw fireflies in to the space and then Puck could collect them in certain scenes whoa yeah it was really cool <laughs> is it gonna have another life it's online streaming a recorded version of it right now is it great because yeah. I missed it I don't know how long for but it's on dream.online uh, but you'll find it if you just search Dream IRC online great in terms of future I mean people keep in touch so many people involved like worldwide there were people zooming in from like Australia, New Zealand Japan, LA it was just such an intense time to do such an intense show that was basically made of magic
0: it sounds it but in a week when the Olympics have just ended and you're talking about bringing the world together and the hope for the show that seems like a lovely note to end on yeah. thank you very much Em Williams thank Woo! you
2: da, 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 da. name that show
0: that was your third chance to name that show. Uh, that's a song from a musical that we all know and love. Absolutely. Which we're going to reveal in a second. And in if, now. if you know what it is, email Roddy at River.radio and I'm find just out whether you're through some of these emails now. Ah, oh, yes, there we go. Yes, Caroline's been in touch. Uh, Samantha got it right. Uh, so, these are all women. <laughs> so you get one more chance to listen to that. What is this show? Hit the
1: floor and call to daddy. Hit the floor and call to daddy. Hit the floor
0: and crawl to daddy. to daddy. You get the satisfaction of revealing what this is. Oh, do I? Yes, please. So what show is that from, please? That is from Sweet Charity. Yay! Sweet 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 Charity. charity, I'd have struggled to know that. Would you? I'd have got Rhythm of Life and then I'd have spent quite a lot of time wincing, going, I can't remember the name of it. It's funny because that and Big Spender, which are two huge numbers from that show, everyone knows out of context, but not necessarily that they're from sweet charity. Very good. That's it from us. It is indeed, and it's goodbye from me forever. No. No. Uh, And we'll leave you with a whole version of The Rhythm of Life. Yay. Well, thank you very much for co-hosting with me today. No, it's been a pleasure and a delight oh. and a joy. Thank you very much. Join me next Thursday at 11 on River Radio with another special guest host for more From, from the, the Stage door. door.
1: Daddy started out in San Francisco, tooting on his trumpet loud and mean. And suddenly a voice said, Go forth, Daddy, spread the picture on a wider screen. And the voice said, Daddy, Daddy there's a million go, pigeons go, waiting to be hooked go, on you. Hit the road, daddy, leave your your common-law wife Spread the religion of the rhythm of life And the rhythm of life is a powerful beat Puts a tingle in your fingers and a tingle in your feet Rhythm in your bedroom, rhythm in the street Yes, the rhythm of life is a powerful beat And the rhythm of life is a powerful beat. beat It's a tingle in your fingers, not a power in your feet Rhythm in your, your mail, rhythm in your speech There's the rhythm of life not a, a power in your feet And the rhythm of lying, not a power of your feet It's a tingle in your fingers, not a power of your feet The gospel in Milwaukee took his walkie-talkie to Rocky Ridge. Flew his way to Canton, then to Scranton, till he landed under the Manhattan Bridge. Then he was a new sensation, got himself a congregation, built a quite operation down below. With the fire pipe a-blowing while the muscatel was flowing, all the cats were bubble going down below. Daddy, 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 daddy in session, go a station, no, the front found no. With the fire, white, and, and all the, most most the all be the cats were coming, all the Then low, we've the fire, the was blowing. all the cats were go, go, going down below! Flip your wings and fly to Daddy! Flip your wings and fly to Daddy! Flip your wings and fly to Daddy Fly, fly, fly to Daddy Rhythm in your bedroom, rhythm in the street Yes, the rhythm of life is a powerful beat And the rhythm of life the a powerful beat